Hello and welcome to the Mixed Era Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. My co-host this evening will be Kev Terrell Malcolm. This evening's topic, 2020 BET Hip Hop Awards. So let's jump into it. So fellas, what did you guys think about the intro by uh, Corday? Kev, how you feel about that? I wasn't impressed at all. I don't think he's, you know, I, I, I do, I like him. I like his style, but I don't know. It didn't transition properly for me when he opened his show up. Okay. So, uh, Terrell, what did you feel about that one? I felt it was, to me, it was very transpiring. Like, I understand where he was coming from. I liked it. It could have been a little bit more stronger, but I see where he's coming from. And nowadays, a lot of people don't see where the performer is going to. They just want to see it be lit or it want to be hype. They to the point that they miss the mes- message that the next person trying to talk about. Okay, cool, cool. Malcolm, what do you feel about Corday? I mean, he came on, he was spitting. You know, we we I watched it and I I enjoyed it for the the the. the few moments he was on the screen I, I don't believe I feel like he's still he's still improving on his on his craft he's a young guy I don't want to I don't want to slaughter him on here like some other people but I mean like I, I feel like he had some substance but I feel like he has way more room to grow that's that's if, if I can say anything positive constructive criticism I, I feel like that would be a good message for him he's a good artist but not my particular um, favorite artist, but he's a he's a he's a pretty good artist, you know. I mean, he can rap, but most definitely was not what I expected for the intro at all. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so now we're gonna move right into eighty five South, my boys. How did everybody feel about them uh, and their hosting talents? Terrell, tell me what you felt about eighty five South. Well, me watching they shows. It's like they do they do the same thing that they always do. Have fun, be themselves, and just live in a moment. And when they was performance, I seen the same thing. That's basically what they do. So I like it. All right, cool, cool. Uh Kev, what was your thoughts? I mean, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, you know, the guys got a a popular uh podcast, so you know, like he said, it was just them being themselves. You know, I'm I'm it it wasn't bad, but you know some of that stuff got was kind of getting stale for me. Maybe I wanted more from the show, but you know I, I'm not mad that you know those guys were the host and or their performance at all. Okay, okay. Well, my opinion is I thought that for under the circumstances that they were having to be in, they did the best with what they could do. Uh, that that's where I'm at. So Malcolm, how do you feel about 85 South? I mean, they are very, you know, they're extremely entertaining. Um, I enjoyed well for the for the current climate where we are with our black youth. I feel like they they found them entertaining. In my particular, I, I wouldn't, I did not particularly care for the way they set them up being the uh, the the host. I feel like there are plenty of other people they could have used. But, I mean, hey, for it being virtual, well, not virtual, but, well, it's not in person, but for it being the setup, the way BET Awards happen, I mean, they're, they're popping right now, so it's quite fitting, but not my particular cup of tea. 
Okay, cool, cool. I understand. So now let's jump into the next topic that I believe should be super important to us, and that's the performances. So the first performance was by uh, Little Baby and 42 Dub. So, um, Malcolm, what did you think about that? I mean, hey, I've heard that song so many times. It's like it's ingrained in my hair, my head, you know, I mean. Uh, there are two up and coming artists I, I, I favor. I like Lil Baby. Um, I recent, not recently, but I've come to like him over his his progression through his career. 42 Doug's new. I don't really like his other music other than um, some of the songs that he's featured on with some other artists. But the performance was okay. Quite typical, you know, what I expected. They didn't really. They're not the greatest performers, so I can't really expect that much from them. They they just feel like I felt like they did it for the money, you know. But it was all right. All right, cool, cool. So Terrell, you know, little baby, forty two dub. That's part of your era. What do you think? Well, I like little baby. He always give a good performance. Um, forty two dub. Mm, saying what Malcolm said. It's a hit and miss with me. So when seeing them perform, it was just like, oh, this is who y'all came to? I was like, mm. I'm not doubting anybody, giving nobody no disrespect, but I feel like if I'm watching it, I want to be there, stick glued to it. And that performance, I really wasn't. Okay, really I wasn't. feel you. All right, so let me uh, change the question up for our golden era uh, analyst and hit him like this the best performance and the worst performance what did you think kev you mean the whole show of the performances which one did you think was the best and which one did you think was the worst uh i'm hard pressed to find a best <laughs> <laughs> i knew it baby i knew it um i don't a best is that i don't think it was a best to be honest i mean the least worse, I, I might say Gucci Man and Mulatto because I, I like Gucci, but it was you know every everything was hit and miss. It was a it's a forgettable show. I understand you know people going to say, but well, it's the pandemic and what's going on, so that's what take away. And I beg to differ. I believe that BET and these artists had an opportunity to do a lot more with the current climate because you didn't have to, you know, like like the stage setups, the stage setups was awesome. Like whatever they did with the pyro and the screens and the dancing and all that, that was awesome. But the actual songs and the artists, it just didn't resonate well for me. It could be because I'm an old guy, maybe, but you know, outside of the stage, I mean, Toby, maybe that's it. Maybe Toby had the best one. And that was hard for me to think of. Like I had to really sit here and read my notes and be like, "What was what?" But like I said, it's, it's a, it was a forgettable show. It's a forgettable show. Outside of that female cipher, I, I you know, I, and nothing really stood out to me. Okay, okay. Well, let me ask the young men about the Toby performance. So, uh, Terrell, what did you think about the uh, Toby and Wigway performance? Well, we already know when Toby come on the stage, he give it a hundred and ten percent. Because his mission is to tell us a story, a powerful story, and he get his message out by any means necessary. 
So you know when I seen it, it was positive. I was glued on. I understand. And that's just told me for himself how he works. He do this consistently every time. And like I said, I felt what he was trying to what he was trying to talk about. All right, cool, cool. So uh, let me come at Malcolm like this. Try Jesus and eat. Some of Toby's best work. What do you think, Malcolm? I particularly like uh, this artist in regards to the type of music he's trying to make. You name some very powerful songs that he's... Um, his, I feel like those are some of his, his top songs out of, uh, out of his catalog. He's up and kind of an artist, and I feel like... I don't know. He's not conforming to the path of others, his other peers in the game. He's using his voice to to spread a message, and I really enjoy his music. Am I gonna go listen to him on the way to a party? Maybe not. But you know, maybe if I'm at work or headed to work or something like that, I can put him on and inspire me. You know, wake me up. All right, cool, cool. Well, let his me performance throw- is very good as well. All right, let me throw my two cent in there. The little baby, forty-two dub performance. I gave it maybe a three star. Just wasn't feeling it. The city girls. I thought their performance was very interesting. I thought it was entertaining. If you wanted to get hype in that age range, I thought it would be worthwhile. I'm not a fan of any of their music, but overall, they gave a very good performance. Toby, everybody on here knows, is my favorite artist right now. I thought it was very powerful the way he, the the cinematographers did his show. And that actually comes from his pandemic experience show that he did a few weeks back. The stage was just amazing. And uh, they really did a really good performance. Powerful. They let people know that you can still be fresh and fly and, and up to date, but not be city girls and not be little baby. You know, they gave you, they're, they're giving you an alternative. And that's what hip hop should have always been about, should still be about to this day. The Miss Mulatto and the Gucci Man performance, you know, me being an old head, I know Magic City inside and out. It was very um, nostalgic for me. I like Miss Mulatto as she was younger. I think her newest stuff is a little weaker. Gucci Man, you know, Atlanta's finest. He did his thing. You know, maybe I give it a, a three and a half, maybe a four. Quavo, Fallen Rappers tribute, I thought was really good. I enjoyed that a lot. For me... Burner Boy and Chris Martin performance, I thought was a beautiful mix. And that's what we need. You know, the performance wasn't that strong. It could have been a little bit better, but it was definitely worth, you know, being a part of this show the way it was put together. And then lastly, the 2 Chains Little Wayne performance. The, the best part of that performance was the spoken word artist who came out towards the end of the performance. And I also love that Two chains put bands out, you know, and and let them perform the music live. Uh, it was a little uncomfortable for Wayne, if at least in my interpretation. I think he's not used to uh, rapping on top of live music. He's used to rapping on top of beats, but that's just my little two cent. So let's get down to the real nitty gritty of what everybody wants to talk about. So we jumping straight into it with Kev. That first cipher, Kev. What do you think? I. Which one was the first one? First cipher was Polo G. Chica, Jack Harlow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Whoever make these ciphers, they need to get fired because <laughs> I mean, Polo G ru- ruined that cipher. I mean, like it didn't match none of the other artists. Um, the young lady, she wasn't bad, 
but she kind of went along with the whole theme of that cipher. Yeah, it was just, it was just, it, it, he, he threw it off. He started it and he was doing his thing. And I'm like, what is this? And it's like, why, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to get random artists to put them together and say, okay, here you go, you know, rap over this beat, this random beat. And then like the DJ, the DJ, what was the name? DJ Head, he's the worst. He was garbage too. Okay. What about Jack Harlow and um, Rhapsody? I like that. I like Jack Harlow's verse over Rhapsody's verse. Okay. So, I mean, it was it was like, you know, they, they were saying something, but it wasn't, I, I think the whole mix, I think the beat, the the other MCs within that cypher, and then, you know, the message that each of them was trying to convey, it, it was just like this clash. It was like a clash that didn't work. And like I said, you know, when you have these cyphers, it doesn't make sense when you don't have artists who don't, have the sim who have don't have a similar message or similar content like you should tell these guys look here's what you need to you know rap about we want you to rap about this in this cipher or if you want them to be free then you should get a whole bunch of artists that rap about nothing and put them together in the cipher that makes sense and you should tell the dj hey here's all the guys in your cipher be mindful of this so you could pick the correct beat instead of just picking some random old school hip-hop beat and and you got you know, you pick a mob deep beat and then you got these new age stop and go rappers. It don't make sense. And it don't it don't add it just don't add up. It takes away from it all to me. All right, I got you. I got you. So I'm in your corner with that. I thought that Polo G was straight hot trash. Chica definitely was kinda in the mode of what Rhapsody is and uh, her being the anchor of this one, you, you would think that they would have put together other artists that were in that same mode. Jack Harlow, definitely nice. I differ that Rhapsody was probably better, in my opinion. And then um, Flawless, Real Talk, you know, I think he needed a little more work. He's definitely up and comer. I would have put him first and then got rid of Polo G altogether. And that way you would have went from weakest to strongest. As far as me, I would have done that. That way I would have did uh, Flawless, Real Talk, Chica, Jack Harlow, and Rhapsody. That sounded a little bit better to me. But let's hear from the younger cats. Uh, Terrell, what did you think about that one? I need to talk to whoever did, like like what Kat said, I need to talk to whoever do the cyphers because how dare you put, dare you put Rhapsody in that cypher? She is a legend. She is a legend. Y'all put her in it with scrubs. With scrubs. That's totally, I thought that was totally disrespectful. And it felt like her verse had to carry for the other two. Now, Jay, he did good. But the other two, if it wasn't for her, I think that would have been the worst, the worst cypher in the history of BET Awards. And like I said, that, whew, I had to listen to like about three times to try to get some understanding. And all three times, I was just like, I got a he- I caught a headache. I was like, oh man, who? I'm just like, I'm no- don't get me no wrong. They doing their day the best day they can. But I feel like when you're under pressure to rep off the dome, that's where it gets hard. And, and I feel like these now, these rappers now, if they were still doing rap battles to this day, half of these new rappers, I don't think they will survive to do a off the dome rap cipher like that. I don't. Mm. Yeah, that's well, my that's my two cents. 
Yeah, I feel you. And, uh, you know, that's kind of why they don't they don't do off the dome anymore, because these young cats can't do it. They actually give the younger artists, they give them uh, the beat uh, a week in advance. Right. Yeah. So that's it's, it's, it's sad, but that's where we are. So, uh, Malcolm, what did you think? Did you check that one out? I believe that uh, I feel like at this point, you know, they're setting people up when it comes to the ciphers these days. They're far, and I also feel like it's not even, we can't even really, we shouldn't even refer to these as ciphers, because back in the day, like, the ciphers would be with artists that are all, okay, we know these artists are A, we're, they're not coming, they, we're not going to be listening to any any nonsense, we're going to hear some bars on a, on a, on a respectable hip-hop beat. It's all. It's always been that, especially on BET. I remember I used to, when I was younger, I always watch the ciphers. That was a big part of the BET show, the ciphers. So, and even then, it it wasn't a requirement for all the cipher artists to be mainstream artists or well-known artists. They were literally people that could rap that might have had a following. So. Regard, I, I, I recall a, man, a, a dude named Yellow Wolf. He was always on the BET ciphers. Um, well, they used to really do that. So, I mean, it is what it is. That was a representation of what we really have in today's um, music. And when we talk about um, rap, you had Polo G on there. I mean, what is Jack Harlow? Is that his name? Yeah, Jack Harlow. He cool people. You know, he's not. He's made some little TikTok songs that got famous so he's he's living pretty pretty nice right now the tiktok is where it's at with the um, music stuff once you get a song out on there i mean you're you're set like he's cool he can rap you know but is he like is he there there with like a catalog and refer to him as a a true artist no but um you know you had rhapsody like like um, like Terrell said you know she really did her thing and that's why she won her award because, and there needs to be way more respect put on her name just because she's not, maybe they might not um, promote her the same way as they may promote Sweetie or Meg Thee Stallion just because they're sex symbols. She can rap. They need to put respect on her, you know. Other than that, it was an enjoyable cypher. I mean, not the greatest from, from a long, long shot. But, uh, you know, if that's what they give us, you know. Got to say you enjoy it. Sport BET, I guess. All right, cool, cool. All right, so moving on to cipher number two, I'm gonna come at it a little different because this one was straight hot garbage to me. So I'm gonna pose the question, Terrell: Hot garbage or not? Hot garbage. Thank you, Malcolm. Hot garbage or not? Trash. Thank you, Kev. Hot garbage or not? I don't even know who was in the second one, but it probably was garbage. All right, I go. I'm sorry. I should have went over who was in the second cipher. Second Cypher was a cat from my hometown, ADE from Silver Spring, Maryland, Buddy, Flo Millie, and Dante uh, Hitchcock. I like Flo Millie, to be honest. Okay, so it wasn't hot garbage to you? It was hot garbage. I like <laughs> Flo Millie wasn't bad. Um, a day, ah, uh, he had better days. He wasn't that. He he had a lot better days. He he's a better. He was a better MC. I don't know what happened after he left the East Coast and went to the West Coast. He didn't got worse off. The Dante guy, I didn't I didn't care for him too much. 
school. I wanted to keep that one quick because, again, it just didn't have any substance to it. So moving on, we're going to start with Kev on, on one of my favorites, which was the Dance Hall Cypher. And the Dance Hall Cypher consisted of Shanicia, Skip Marley, Coffee, Bounty Killer, and Beanie Man. What did you think, Kev? I wish they would have used a different beat. That was my, that's my only complaint. It was, it was enjoyable. I, did, I just wish they didn't use a different beat. That's all. All right, cool, cool. So, um, Terrell, what did you think about that uh, dance hall? Book, 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 book. That's one. Cool, cool. Book. One more book. That's one. Cool. Malcolm, what did you think about the dance hall? It was humble, you know, very, very good. I feel like it was um necessary to liven the, uh, the mood from the other ciphers. All right, cool. Now then we're going to move on to the one that we know went viral and uh, everybody was talking about it and will be talking about it. And that is the fourth cypher with Tiana Taylor, her, Erica Badu, and Brandy. So I'm going to start with this one and say that I love Erica Badu. I've been to many, many of her shows. I've been a supporter of hers from the beginning. Her part was straight hot garbage. Uh, Tiana Taylor, she shut the doors on the, on the thing. She did her thing. Brandy did her thing. Her did her thing. But, um, you know, them letting Erica rap her name and her, you know, that was just, it just threw me way off. It was like, come on, come on. You, you, you could do better than this. But overall, it was really a hot, you know, again, they went with the, you know, the Brandy song beat. So you can't go wrong with that beat. And then um, when Brandy threw the crown on at the end, just incredible. And then when uh, when Tiana Taylor hit him, hit him with the snapback and then showed off her cat suit, that was just really, really nice. So, uh, Malcolm, what did you think about that uh, that fourth cypher? It was pretty good. You know, I enjoyed it. It went viral for a reason. It's not just because they are women, but it's also because they their skills and who they were. Um, Brandy did her thing for her not being a rapper. Erica did okay you know i wasn't really following her i feel like she was trying she did she tried good attempt so it was an attempt that's what it was you know tiana lovely her lovely they, they did a good job i feel like for them being who they are exceptional all right cool cool terrell what did you think about the ladies i love every part of it now, Rhapsody should have been in this verse. That should have been, that cypher, she should have been in this one. It would have been the best one. Now, who caught me off guard was Brandy. I wasn't expecting her to spit, spit bars like that. I was not. I thought she was going to sing, give us a little singing here. And I was like, oh, okay, Brandy, you had this holding up for a long time? I didn't know. Her, now, I love her. She's been doing her thing for a while. She's still doing it. So, Tiana Taylor, now, I have a little crush with Tiana Taylor. I love how she raps. I love how she performs. She's the one that everybody always sleep on as well. Because she gets the whole package. She can do everything. So when she did her part, I was like, let them know who you are. Erica Badu, like you said, I, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, um, wasn't expecting that. Could have took her up and switched her with, with Rhapsody. I'm like, just being honest. But... All around, I loved it. All right, cool, cool. Kev, we're going to let you anchor this one. What did you think? Uh, it was my favorite of the night. For me, I think her had the best verse. It could be because I was surprised that she could actually really, you know, 
spit, you know, rhyme like that. So that might be it. But for she was better than Tiana Taylor to me. I mean, you know, I, I liked Erica's verse better than I liked Tiana's verse, to be honest. But yeah, it, it, I mean, overall, it was it was the best one of the night to me. Cool. What do you think about Brandy? It wasn't bad, but I, I did enjoy like her quote at the end when she was saying like, they say if you if the sky's the limit, then you should buy a cloud. You know, it yeah. was it kind of just hit me like that. I was like, dang, you know, I, I really like that line at the end though. Super powerful. Plus the imagery of her putting the crown on. It was it was very powerful. All right. Well, let's move into I would like to not, you know, I don't want to gloss over this, but uh, Snoop giving Master P the award for his hip hop legacy. Every uh, We'll start with Kev on this one. What did you think about that? You know, I'm a big fan of uh, P and his legacy. I still think that even in 2020, Master P is still underrated as far as his impact, his legacy, and everything he's brought to the game. I'm glad they gave it to him because he probably wasn't going to get any other awards from any other either network or blog or website or whatever. So for the BET Hip Hop Awards to recognize him in this manner was, a, I think, was a great deal. You know, a lot of people don't really care for his, his music or anything like that. He's not garbage. He's not, you know, terrible. His music, it it is what it is. It's you can say you can say it's you know it doesn't have a lot of substance, but there's a whole lot of people out here who don't have a lot of substance. But you know, I would listen to a Master P album before I would listen to a lot of other people. You know, I can appreciate I can appreciate his music, and I can appreciate the businessman at the end of the day who still is pushing for artists to be independent, even though they don't want to listen, and they have a they'll make more money and have better opportunities if they do it themselves. And this man right here is showing you how to do it, do it yourself. And he's not doing that. I mean, he's doing better than most. He's doing better than a lot of successful artists. So, you know, big ups to BET for that. And and, and I wish, you know, more outlets will shine a light on Master P. All right, cool, cool. I feel the same way, Kev. There's been many people to be out front as far as the leader of a record company and have artists under them. Master P, unlike any of those other people, has never had one artist come back and say, man, you know what? He did me dirty. He didn't pay me, put me in a bad spot. Never, not one time over all these years has not one of his artists ever said anything bad about him. That's got to stand for something. Regardless of whether you like his music or not, that has to stand for something that the man tried to do business in the right way. And that meant a lot to me. So moving on, Malcolm, what do you think about uh, Master P receiving the hip hop legend award? I think it was um, necessary in the time, in the time we're in now, um, in the age of everyone wanting to be an entrepreneur, saying they want to be an entrepreneur and actually doing it actually putting in the time and putting in the dedication and it's a prime example of a man that you may not have expected to be a businessman and in in i guess society due to his origins or who or what race he is but uh, master p most definitely is a, is a hell of a guy um and it's wonderful to have snoop be able to present the award to him very fitting uh, Master P, 
I'm beginning to learn more and more and more about him as the days go on and he's becoming more and more of a respectable man and especially a businessman in eyes in my eyes. So um I, I enjoyed that aspect of the BAT Awards. All right, cool. Uh Terrell, what did you think? I said, uh, uh, na 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 na. It's about time he got a reward. It's been long time overdue for him. As much work as he has been doing and not getting recognized for it, this reward, he should have been got this reward 20 years ago. 20 years. It took 20 years for him to get this reward. And I feel like that shows no matter how hard you put, how hard you got to work, it's always you always be underlooked. And that's what's wrong with, with everything that's going on. People are not, how can I say, people are not humble of what person do the most work. They don't look at that. And they get, they be underseen. And for him, as much time, effort he had put in, he should have been had this award 20 years ago and so on. And I'm glad that he didn't let this discourage him. He kept on doing what he had to do. I like that. He didn't say, okay, I'm not getting a recognition for what I'm doing. I might as well just give up and just be quiet. No, he kept on doing what he had to do. So what I can say to this is I'm happy he got this reward. I really am. All right, cool, cool. Appreciate that. So now we're going to move into the awards, and um, I will go over the name of the award, the artists who are in the category, and then we will give our opinion on the winner. So the first one is Lyricist of the Year. The artists that were in the uh, up for uh, nominated for the award were Big Sean, The Baby, Drake, J. Cole, Meg Thee Stallion, and Rhapsody. The winner was Rhapsody. So uh, Malcolm, what do you feel about uh, Rhapsody winning Lyricist of the Year? Um, that's who should have won it. I don't see what the conversation is. You know, I mean, if it was anyone else, it would have been J. Cole. I feel like. The artists that were on that, the nominees were not supposed to be the nominees for the uh, whatever for the specific category. Majority of them were not not lyricist. Um, Rhapsody, I feel like should have won due to her being the artist that's been putting out the most recent music that is considered a lyricist. Um, J Cole has not put out recent music, so I didn't want to put him as the winner. So. All right. Cool. Cool. Okay, Kev, what did you think about the uh, lyricist of the war, lyricist of the year award? I mean, you know, I I, I wasn't the other nominees kind of made it a joke, and it's nothing against Rhapsody, but it was just like you know her up against a lot of these other people, and didn't make a lot of sense. So you know, nothing against her. Um, she you know she one of the best. But, you know, the whole cat of, you know, the whole nomination thing was, uh, it, 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 didn't, it didn't feel right to me. Okay, moving on, we're going to go to Best New Artist. And the nominees, Best New Hip Hop Artist were Flo Millie, Jack Harlow, Mulatto, NLE Choppa, Pop Smoke, and Rod Wave. And Pop Smoke was the winner. Kev, what did you think about Pop Smoke winning Best new rap artist. Uh, I think he only received it because he passed away. To be honest, um, I don't. I mean, that's just it. 
you know, I I'm indifferent on all of those guys, but like I said, I just if he didn't pass away, I don't know if he'd have won it, to be honest. Okay, I feel you. Well, my little two cents on it. Well, as I looked over the nominees, I just didn't see any real competition for him. Flo Millie definitely probably could have been been there, but overall he sold more records this year. So it is what it is. I'll move on to somebody that really knows him a lot better than I do. So let's move on to uh, to Malcolm. Um, Pop Smoke. It could have been a lot of them, any of them, really. Uh, NLE. Was NLE on there? NLE was on there. Okay. Well, I don't think he should have won. Well, I'm saying that is biased. Pop Smoke, I mean, they did that because he probably died. But he was a he. he was the biggest, I feel like. Out of them, he's bigger than Rod Wave, bigger than Flo Millie, bigger than Ali. Who else was on there? Mulatto and Jack bigger, Harlow. Yeah, bigger than that. Pop Smoke was the winner. That's it, period. Got you. Got if you, you really think about it, be, be if we're being serious, guys, I get he passed away, but he's bigger than all of them, and he's new. Okay. So, boom. All right. So, uh, Terrell, what did you feel about uh, Best New Hip Hop Artist? So the next award we have is Impact Track of the Year. All right. And the nominees for the Impact Track of the Year were Anderson Pac and Jay Rock with Lockdown, The Baby featuring Roddy Rich, Rockstar, J. Cole, Snow on the Bluff, Little Baby, The Bigger Picture, Rhapsody featuring TJ Morton, Afini, Wale featuring Kelly Price, Sue Me. And the winner was Little Baby. The bigger picture, the impact artist of uh, song of the year. All right. So, Kev, what did you think about Little Baby, Bigger Picture winning impact track of the year? Uh, I didn't like it. I think J. Cole, Snow on the Bluff was the better out of those songs. Got you. Yeah. All right. So, Malcolm, what did you think? Um, I mean, he tried. He tried to make it inspirational. It was a good attempt, but I don't think it should have won that award. I feel like they're could have been uh, a deeper dive into songs that were um, inspirational, that were rap songs. I got you. Did you uh, like that Snow on the Bluff by J. Cole? It was humble. It was humble. Not his best work. Okay. Well, for me, I enjoyed Anderson Pac and J-Rock's Lockdown. I thought that that deserved some recognition. But knowing the impact that Lil Baby has had over the last uh, year, in the game, the bigger picture winning is not so controversial to me. All right. Then we're going to move on to Hip Hop Artist of the Year. And the Hip Hop Artist of the Year nominees were The Baby, Drake, Future, Little Baby, Meg The Stallion, and Roddy Rich. And the winner was Megan The Stallion. So we'll move to Malcolm first. Malcolm, what did you think about Hip Hop Artist of the Year? Megan Thee Stallion. I mean, I think that was suitable for her status, for who um who she is in the rap game. She's not she's crossed the gender gender lines in regards to her, I guess, reign of terror she's been putting on everybody. She's been she's been the hottest rapper toe to toe with I mean, I don't really know who else is little baby maybe. Who else did they talk about like her? Everybody knows Meg Thee Stallion. She's a household name almost now. So I feel like it's very appropriate. 
mean, you don't think Drake deserved to be on there? No. Come on, guys. Drake <laughs> has not. That's not. No. No. Not right now. He's still like all time, but no, not right now. All right. I feel you. So we're going to move on to our, our resident expert, golden era expert. Kev, what did you think about hip hop artist of the year? I mean, I, I got to follow up what he just said. You know, she's the most popular hip hop artist of the last year or so. She didn't necessarily have a great album, but you know, you got a Beyonce feature, so you can't. It's it's hard to top that. It's hard to top Beyonce. So, giving it to Megan, it, it you know, it, it ain't too much you really can say about that. Like it or not, you really it's hard to it's hard to knock it down. <clears throat> All right, I got you. Let's see. Uh, let's go over just a few more. I'd like to talk about. It was that crazy, or was it only like four wars they showed in like two hours or something? Four that or five. Is- that is correct. They only showed four awards in two hours. That's crazy. Yes. There was only a total of 11 awards altogether anyway. But I just don't know how you don't go, how you don't air best hip-hop video. How do you not air that? I don't know. How you don't air artists of, like, album of the year? Very true. Those like, were the two I the was going to go over. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't mean stop you, but it, it was just, like, weird. It was like you had all these performances and I only seen like I can't even I only can think of like three winners maybe. <laughs> it was a yeah. Megan year. She she won most of the stuff. I wanted to talk about the baby not getting any awards this year. Well, you know what that is. That's politics, man. Definitely. Yeah. So let's move into best hip hop video. And the nominees for best hip hop video were the baby with Bop, the baby featuring Roddy Rich. With Rockstar, Drake, Tootsie Slide, Future featuring Drake, Life is Good, Little Baby, The Bigger Picture, Roddy Rich, The Box. And the winner was Future featuring Drake, Life is Good. So Malcolm, what do you think about the uh, winner of the Best Hip Hop Video Award? I mean... Uh, that video was quite complex. It was a very good video. They have their budget. I mean, it's Drake and Future, some of the biggest names in hip-hop. I would expect them to win that award when we're talking about video of the year. So, Okay. Well, for me, I thought that it should have been the baby featuring Roddy Rich, Rockstar. I thought of the videos that were, um, in, that were nominated that, for me, that one was really the hottest to me. Now, don't get me wrong, Future and Drake, that was, you know, a cinematic triumph, but it's more about the song and the video to me. So I'm going to go with that rock star. That rock star was really a good one. So, Kev, what did you think about the hip hop, uh, best hip hop uh, video award? I didn't even know artists still made videos today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, out of like, out of, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to go over Drake. So if Drake is in a category, he's more likely to be favorite, even if it is. A collaboration with someone else so you know it, it hurts other artists but you know also drake does have a hand in making some decent videos you know some of the best videos probably feature drake in, in some capacity i do agree with you i i wish the baby would have won it just as a person i feel like the baby does a lot 
outside of music. You know, he does a lot of for communities and things like that. Um, so, it, it, you know, sometimes you want to see good people get some sort of reward. So it kind of sucks he didn't get nothing at all. So I got you. I feel you. So, Terrell, what do you think about the best hip hop video? That was The Baby with Bop, The Baby and Roddy Rich with Rockstar, Drake with Tootsie Slide, Future and Drake with Life is Good, Little Baby with Bigger, The Bigger Picture, Roddy Rich with The Box. And the winner was Future featuring Drake, Life is Good. So, what did you think? Well, I feel like that song right there was a hype song. And every like you could dance to that song like they telling you that life could be good if you do what you gotta do and stuff. So I feel like that would, it, yeah I'm happy that one won because especially because I'm a Drake fan too. So and whenever them two make music, it's always a platinum hit. It's like it's not really no hit and miss with them two performing or them two making any songs together. So I'm glad they they did win that category all right we appreciate that all right we're gonna move on to our last category and it was not aired which really caught me off guard why it wasn't aired because that really means a lot in hip-hop so we're gonna go over hip-hop album of the year the nominees were the baby blame it on the baby the baby kirk future high off life Little Baby, My Turn, Megan Thee Stallion, Sugar, Roddy Rich, Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial. And the winner of that was Roddy Rich, Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial. So I'm going to start this one off and say that this was hard for me because I am old and didn't grasp these artists being in the album of the year competition. I thought that there were some other albums that were missed out. But also saying that, Listening to the Baby's Kirk album, I thought was one of his best. You know, I thought that was his best of the two projects that he put out for this year. And was surprised that he got snubbed by DET and didn't receive any awards. So, you know, shout out to Rod Rich, Roddy Rich for, you know, winning the award. But I think that um, the Baby should have got it for Kirk and he got snubbed. So um, let's check in with Malcolm. What do you think about uh, Roddy Rich winning? album of the year i think little baby my turn should have won that that album i still play some of the songs from that album uh on my daily day-to-day uh travels that's the that album is classic classic um roddy rich he's okay you know um but i don't believe that should have won okay i got you so we're gonna move on to terrell terrell what did you think about the winner of the hip-hop album of the year being roddy rich and the other nominees I feel like he's young and he's like the face of hip hop right now. Well, I'm not gonna say it like that, but he's young, he's something fresh that nobody really heard how he raps and stuff, but I do feel like the baby got snug because I feel like his two albums was like a good album, hands down. And I feel like for a person to have twelve nominees he didn't win not one. They should have gave him that. They should have gave him that. Two albums was nominees. Two. That says something right there. And you give somebody, Roddy Rich, who made one album. This, this So you tell me his first album. First album became album of the year. 
when you got somebody that had two nominees in the same category, the baby got snuck. He he got snuck all the way. They gave BT gave the baby the Denzel Washington treatment. I feel you. Mm. All right. Well, let's move on to my anchor and let him finish this off for the evening. Kev, what did you think about album of the year? Garbage. Hot garbage. First thing <laughs> first. Benny the Butcher was not nominated for Plugs I Met. Number two. You. Number two, the best album of 2019 was Freddie Gibbs, Pinata. I'm not debating nobody on nothing. That was the best album of 2019, and it didn't even get nominated. So no Benny, no Freddie. I, I could care less. But since I have to give an opinion out of the nominees, Roddy Rich was a shock. A lot of people didn't expect him to have a decent album and his decent body of work elevated what he put out to you know something good and it came out late in the year so i feel like people were tired of the the baby and little baby and a lot of the other artists so it wasn't the fact that roddy rich had the best material he was a breath of fresh air and that's why I feel like he won album of the year. But if I had to base it off the nominees, the baby should have won it. He should have won it. Just hands down. Like Terrell said, he had two albums nominated in the same category and neither one of them win it. Like, you know, it's, I mean, an artist releasing two albums in one year is like, you know, it's still, it's even, it's unheard of. I mean, I, yeah, granted, Griselda's drop albums every other month, but. <laughs> It's still it's still a, a, an amazing feat, you know, to have more than one body of work released within one calendar year. So he he gets props for that, and he should have received he should at least received a album an award for album of the year. If nothing else, he should have got something for one of those two albums. But like I said, none of my favorites was in this category, so and you know it's hit or miss for me. Same here for me, you know, definitely my people weren't on there as well. But if I, you know, if I got to go with anybody, definitely feel like the baby was snubbed. One of the albums should have made it. So, you know what? I just thought of something. Let's finish this off with a grade on the overall. And you can add in a quick, you know, quick synopsis of what you thought may gave it the, the grade you've given. All right. So let's start. We're going to go from youngest to oldest. Uh, Malcolm. What do you think about the overall, what was your overall grade for the show and your synopsis for the whole thing? The show gets a C minus. Could go lower was not one of the more um, better BET awards, but I do commend them on being able to still come through with BET awards in this social climate. It's quite tough and they were able to get in contact with the celebrities they needed to be able to still pull this through, so... That's my grade. All right, so let's move on. Uh, Terrell, what do you? What was your grade and synopsis? BT Hip Hop Awards. I'm going to have. I'm going to have to give it also a C minus. And matter of fact, no, I give it a, P, B, a C plus because they did the best they could do due to the fact what's going on the pandemic. So they did the best that they could do. Could have been a little more better due to the fact that y'all had time. I like who the people who they had as hosting to realize to give their show even more props. But with how they run their show, they had 
keep it PG-13 or PG. It couldn't be all out, rated R, how they be in they, they talk shows. So I get, that's my observation of this of this award show. All right, cool, cool. I appreciate it. Let's move on to Kev. Kev, what is your grade and synopsis for the 2020 BET Hip Hop Award? My grade is a D minus. I'm I'm at the disagree with you know you guys' opinions. I feel like the pandemic and everything's going on. I feel like BET dropped the ball because they had a better opportunity to put on a better show. First of all, we only had like four awards in two hours. It's an award show, and you don't show awards. We got to go online to figure out who won. That doesn't make sense to me. The show was pre-taped. So you had time to contact people, look over performances, and edit and make adjustments, and they didn't. Because you were not limited to being in one building, you had more options. You had more options. You could you could you had more opportunities to do pre-tape. You had more opportunities to um, advertise content online. You could have you could have had people uh, watch the show on their TV, but then make them go on their phones to look at something on BET on their phone or download the BET app. Like you had a lot more options in 2020 for this to be a lot better show than any other year. And for that, I, you know, it, it was close to an F, but you know, Master P getting an award. I have to give them credit for that. And the night, the 85 South get, boys you know they were good hosts so i it wasn't all bad but like i said i feel like i feel like bt dropped the ball i feel like some of the artists on performing they had opportunities and they dropped the ball so that's where i'm at i feel you all right so let me close this one out my thoughts on it first of all my grade i thought that due to the pandemic and due to all the obstacles they had to face they did as best job as they could so i'm gonna give them a b Here's why I'm going to give them a B. Starting off with the fact that they chose a bold host by choosing 85 South and being able to get 85 South to do a PG-13 version of their show. I thought that was pretty impressive. Corday in the intro, I thought was very interesting. I love the diversity of it. I like the way that Rhapsody was introduced and was given the award by T.I. thought that that was pretty uh, impressive. I enjoyed the trade of truth segment about him being an activist. That was important to me. The overall diversity of the show was important to me. They give you Little Baby and uh, 42 Dub, and then they give you City Girls, but then they wind it. They they wind in uh, Toby and, and Wigway with his uh, performance. Also, like the spoken word artist that they brought in, uh, Ruben Vincent was very good. Uh, I like the tribute to the fallen rappers from this year. You know, not a huge fan of Quavo, but I thought that they did a fairly good job with, um, you know, showing a tribute to Juice World, Pop Smoke, and the other people we lost this year. I thought that they should have had definitely more awards on an award show. I enjoyed Big Sean and Janae Aoki uh, performance. Uh, Burner Boy wasn't the greatest performance, but I liked that they had that diversity in there. You know, what can I say? Them not, uh, them giving Master P the Hip Hop Legend Award. Got it. You got to love that. Um, just again, the overall spoken words uh, artist that they put in was very powerful. 
Uh, and then in the show off, he not you know not a huge fan of either uh, Two Chains nor Lil Wayne, but them throwing the spoken word artists in there for those of us who know the HBCU uh, lifestyle, them bringing in the bands. That was a very important thing, you know, because most, you know, most, I think all HBCUs canceled their homecoming this year. So to have that little part was very uplifting. Again, don't get me wrong. I am in agreement with Kevin, Malcolm, and Terrell about the overall appearance of the show. They could have done better. They had more time. The overall value could have been much better. They could have really pushed the envelope. I don't know if Viacom really wanted to spend the type of money that they should have, but they didn't. But to be able to put something together, I found to be, you know, this was the best what, the best that we could expect from BET and Viacom. So with that being said, we're going to get out of here tonight. Also want to let you all know, uh, any, we, we hope to hear from any of the listeners. You can email us at underagroovenetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's underagroovenetwork at gmail.com with your comments your uh, questions. Uh, we look forward to having a uh, live show and bringing in questions and comments from the live audience really, real soon, really soon. We appreciate you all listening and offer all your support. And I'd like to thank all my co-hosts, Malcolm, Kev, and Terrell for their good analysis. And we look forward to uh, presenting you with another show soon. Peace. Peace.